live. And here we are again. Oh my god, I smell bad. <laughs> Don't raise your arms. <laughs> I've put on deodorant like three times today. I've even put on native deodorant. Like, like I've put on deodorant, antiperspirant. I've put on body splash. Like, you name Have it, you heard- I put it on. Have you heard about that new deodorant? That's like deodorant for all over. I think it's like Lumen or Lumi or something like that. I have. Like, I've seen ads for it. Um, Hey, Lumen, Lumi, Lumi, whatever you are. Yay, TikTok. (laughs) You want to sponsor us? We will (laughs) gladly plug you. I am a stinky woman, and I will, if you're good, I will sing your praises. I I have boob sweat. Like, I I get the under boob sweat stuff. I don't get that very. I mean, I get it a little bit, but not that much. Um, but I mean, I also have a FUPA, so I'm totally down for using that. Do I want to know what that is? It's the fat upper area. Oh, the pillow. (laughs) Yeah, the the FUPA. The the floppy pillow. The floppy pillow, yes. It's considered a FUPA. That's the acronym for it. So FUPA, female under. Fat upper area. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming some asshole guy came up with that name. Well, the, the I guess the technical term is fat upper pelvic area. That's the other p word. But yeah. you know, I'm not. I'm not like naughty by I nature. Don't... I don't like. Yeah. Other property. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> like the cat word for women's property. There you go. Yeah, That's I why I did that little, 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 little sound. I, just, I can't. I don't like that word. There's another P word that is for undergarments that I don't like. Because if you say that word, I think of old men, like perverted old men. Okay. Underwear. I got gotcha. you. No, that's a no word. That, that that's a no. Nope. Like, I can, I can handle the word moist. Like, that doesn't bother me. Like, that doesn't make me go. Like, but like, uh, when somebody talks about hair with the P word. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck! Mm-mm. That's 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 also a no. Like that one, just like uh, it makes yeah, me want to scratch it, my tongue. It scratch your tongue, right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. like an instant, like I got yeah. it in my mouth. Like okay. even though, like, yeah, okay. So that have, conversation de-escalated very quickly. We have business <laughs> to talk about. <coughs> business, business. We have actual business to talk about. So as of this episode, we are almost to a hundred downloads, which is <laughs> amazing. I know. Yay! We've almost made it to the big one. Oh 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 oh! Holy oh, crap! Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Now is that like the same person like listening to us over and over again, like no. you and me, or is no, it like no? That's other like people. we have like listeners who like holy chat. I know, holy holy guacamole. We have actually so thank you to people who have listened to us. We are very yeah. very happy. Thank you. That's so amazing. We're so happy that you like our brand of weird. Yes, our brand of weird. Um, I don't it's even know. It's a special brand. It's, 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 it's so off-brand, they wouldn't even sell it at Aldi's. Um, Seriously. Like, I don't know if you know what Aldi's is. Um, I do. Because I, I didn't know if they had an Aldi's over there. They don't, but I have a friend who actually moved to Columbus, Ohio this last year. Right. Hi, Andrew. And he <laughs> advised me what an Aldi was. So I was... Right, so, I, all these is like very Trader in the now. Joe's. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, but it's not Trader Joe's. It's like. Oh, damn it. Now I want Trader Joe's cheesecake. Oh, my God. Do you know how long it's been since I've had their cheesecake? I can't even. 
about as long as it's been since you've had one of these. I hate you so much. <laughs> you guys have no idea. She ha- so there is an Asian market in Beaverton, Oregon called Awujamaya. Awujamaya. And there is a bakery that sells um, uh, Asian pastries there. And there is one that's called a cream horn. Oh, and it's so this good. sweet bread. It has like this sweet cream in the middle and it's yeah. so good. And like literally, actually we, when I was in Oregon last year, we went to Awujamaya and I <laughs> literally bought four of them and I ate them over the time span that I was there. Like that's amazing. Abby and Mark didn't get them. I ate them. <laughs> <laughs> I got like, one and Jules got one like, and she shared hers with Matt oh, and she know? almost lost her entire cream horn right. <laughs> she did. Like, Matt's like this is mine now and I'm like see that would get you killed I will I stab you in the face over an Asian Twinkie and that's yeah, what see, we do I call them care. it's no disrespect to the Asian community but it literally is like a jumbo size Asian Twinkie that's just fluff and love yeah, see, I don't share. I don't so, share either. Also, um, we had a listener uh, give us an update on some information from Oregon Folklore um, Part 2, Take 3. And so I've been informed that Hung Far Low is closed, which is very sad because Hung Far Low. That is sad. Yeah. Right? And apparently the reason why Couch Street isn't called Couch Street and it's called Cooch Street <laughs> is because it's named after somebody. Oh. It's not because it's on that side of the street and it's it's Chinatown and they can't pronounce Couch, they, <laughs> you know, which was, was our epiphany. Right. Um, it's because apparently there's somebody who's Cooch and that's their last name. And I'm sorry, if that's your last name get a name change because ain't nobody wanted to be <laughs> no child should have to go through school with the last name of cooch well man like, there's I, some there's some used, last names that i've seen that have come across my desk that are way worse by the way there goes my garage door opening yes. so um for everybody there's my garage door i hope you enjoy that lovely sound maybe you won't hear it i don't know nope it comes up over the sound that's awesome um, I used to work with, well, I mean, she still works for the company, but I used to work with a girl. Her last name was Cook, but it was K-O-C-H. And our boss one time said Cock. Yeah. Like, in a big meeting with, like, big wigs. It said oh, Kristen Lord. Cock. And, like, you have never seen a manager's face turn beet red so fast. <laughs> like, I thought Trisha was going to die. And that was pretty funny. Also, apparently, the Pendleton Underground Tours are more impressive than the Shanghai Tunnels. Uh-huh. So, one up for Pendleton. And apparently, they also did um, Shanghai from Pendleton. Really? Uh, yeah. So, all of this information came from our listener, um, Kim. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce her last name. Faria, maybe. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Kim, if I'm, Kimberly, if I'm saying your last name right, please let me know. I think it's Faria. I used to go to school with her in high school. She's really nice, beautiful red hair. Um, Yay, Ginger. Yes, she's very much a ginger. <laughs> um, so thank you for your information, and I really appreciate the feedback on that. Uh, it's good to know uh, information that I didn't know. So and thank you for listening. Update. 
Yes, and thank you for listening. I appreciate that too. Uh, tell everybody that you know to listen that, hey, somebody you went to school with uh, from Pendleton High has a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cool. I mean, I think that's kind of cool that somebody from Pendleton has a podcast. I think I it's think cool. It's, yeah, just don't tell Iron Cody because I said that he was mean. I'm sure he I might think- not... In her response, she said something about Iron Cody, didn't she? Yeah, she did also agree that when he was a kid, he was mean. But you know what? In all honesty, kids are assholes. This is completely true. I mean, I can safely say that even my child, who at times is a perfect angel, is also an asshole. Oh, yeah. The 16-year-old that I have, he's an asshole. And I tell him regularly. I'm like, that's an asshole move. That's a dick move. (laughs) Don't be that guy. (laughs) 100%. Like kids, when I mean, when we're kids, we're mean. I'm pretty sure that I was mean to kids too, but you know, I digress. Um, so that is our business update. Um, so if you have any information and you do already know us on Facebook, you can definitely reach out to us through that. Or if you want, you can email us at um, uh, I love rabbit holes at gmail.com. So I was in the shower this morning. This is a side tangent. Go for it. And I was standing in front of the mirror. I had just gotten out and I was getting uh, dressed and I had my hair up because today was not hair wash day. And as as I was getting dressed, I caught my profile in the mirror and I was like, holy crap, our little symbol for I love a good rabbit hole, you really did capture me 100% because I had exactly a ponytail that stuck up on the side. (laughs) Right? I was like, holy crap! That's my profile. (laughs) I just started laughing. I found that really funny this morning. I was was really going for cartoon (laughs) caricatures of us, and I mean... Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I looked like on the profile. Exactly. And I got the poof. Like... Us, 100%. So who who here is ready to hear about a not-government conspiracy that sounds like it should be? Ooh, me, 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 me. And I do apologize to you and all of the listeners. I'm just getting over having a cold, so I do still have a raspy cough, and I don't want to hit pause, and I can't find the mute button. You sound a lot better than you used to. I mean, when I first called you and found out you had a head cold, I mean, you sounded, you sounded toe up. Naughty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, are you sure you ain't got the, the, the COVID flu? I did not get the Rona. It was just a change of season. The Rona. Yes. Mm. Okay. Anyway, I'm here to talk, listen about a government conspiracy that's not a government conspiracy. I know this, like, literally, it is so ass bonkers it should be a conspiracy but it literally is so the government wanted to use psychic abilities to right like they literally wanted so i mean a lot of podcasts have covered this but like literally i have listened to them all and i've listened to them and loved them and every single time i've learned something new there there are pages and pages this was 23 years that the U.S. government tried to cover or tried to use psychic abilities for, like, espionage or military use. They tried to militarize psychic abilities. Psychic abilities. Okay. In its its final, um, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? In its final life... In his final life, yeah, five, the five, final life, five, um, <laughs> final fuck. phase, 
final phase of its life. Um, it was called uh, the Stargate Project. And I'm sorry, but does that not just scream Star Trek? Yeah, it totally does. I was actually talking to Jules about it on the Max yesterday because we went down mm-hmm. to Saturday Market. Mm-hmm. And she said, what are you recording tomorrow? I said, Stargate. And I know jack diddly about it. So she Googles it really quick. And she's like, apparently the government was using psychics for something. Yes. Like, uh, it's it's not, a, it's not a joke. Like, I wish, I, I'm not even kidding. Like, I can't make this one up. Like, it's real. So, the project was a secret U.S. Army unit established in 1978 at Fort Meade, Maryland, by the DIA, or Defense Intelligence Agency, and SRI International, a California contractor. The core purpose of the unit was to investigate the potential for psychic phenomena in military and domestic intelligence applications. And they did this for 23 years. Something like that, yeah. Okay. This project had many precursors and or sister projects. Other names were... Now, these names are fantastic. Oh, so excited. (laughs) Right from the (laughs) beginning. Gondola Wish. Don- Stargate. Wait, gondola? Gondola, like you know, gondola, like in, the, in it's Italy. Italy? Okay. Yeah. Gondola Wish. Oh, Gondola Wish. That's a stupid name. Right? Uh, like, we Stargate. pay these people to come up with these names? Yep. Stargate. <laughs> Grill Flame. Is yep. that a new show on MTV? I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a, a new Kardashian. <laughs> no, Grill Flame is actually on the Food <coughs> Network. It's a barbecue oh, one. Grill Flame. Oh, oh, was that yeah. what it was? Grill Flame. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Center Lane. Mind your business. Right. Project CF. Don't know what the CF stands for. Crazy fuckers, I guess. <laughs> now, this one I'm pretty sure came was made up by a hippie. Sunstreak. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Scangate. Scangate? Ni- yes. Scangate. Okay. Like, scan the gate, bitch. You can't come in. Okay. Um, until 1991, when everything was consolidate- consolidated to Stargate. So, like, literally, up until 1991, it had all these other fucked up names. And then it finally became Stargate, which is what it was remembered by. Nobody else remembers any of the other damn names. Okay. And this started again in the 1970s? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. So one of its main things was uh, remote viewing. Um, And what is remote viewing? This is known as the practice of seeking impressions about distant or unseen subject um, and seeing it with your mind. I see that this project is a big waste of money. Look at that. I'm a psychic. (laughs) Okay. The project was shut down in 1995 and was declassified in 2000. Uh, this whole thing boiled down to cold, the cold arms race. So, I mean, okay. the cold war, the, you know, uh, like literally like the cold war, they were willing to throw money at anything. Right. <laughs> like you're like militarized mice. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Russia has mice with cannons. Let's do it. <laughs> like shit. So if Russia has it, we have to have it too. That was their, it's literally down to that Dr. Seuss book, The Better Butter, the Better Butter Battle. And better the, butter, yeah, there was a book butter. by Dr. Seuss called The Better Butter Batter. Better Bat- Butter Battle. <laughs> and, 
And what it was was about these people who lived on opposite sides of the wall. And there was the people who ate their bread with the butter side down or people who ate their bread with the butter side up. And you didn't want to associate with each other because one was inferior to one another. And they kept coming back to one another with better weapons. Okay. And then at one, at the end of the at the end of the book, they each sat there looking at one another with what was the equivalent of a nuclear bomb. Oh, good times! With their hit, finger on a trigger, and it was Dr. like Dr. Seuss. That's not a happy child's book. That's it's just not. I mean, he made it he made it cute and whimsical, and all of the all of their weapons were ridiculously named and stuff like a an an Ipswich stick and a switchy stick witch, you know. No, the uh, Ipswich stick is what you get from Ipswich, Massachusetts. It's a right. stick found in the town of Ipswich that well, you yeah, just whack then, people with. But then the, <laughs> somebody else came back with a triple switch stick and, yeah. uh, a, a, you know, a Kalamazoo bobbly-boo, you know. It was it was very interesting. and But, I mean, basically, it was talking about the Cold War. Okay. About how we each tried to one-up each other. It's actually a really prolific book, considering the fact that it was supposed to be a children's book. Right. I mean, all of Dr. Seuss's books were very prolific. Even, like, I mean, you know, the Lorax was about, you know, preserving the environment. And mm-hmm. um, the foot book is about accepting other races. Um, and um, uh, I'm trying to think of all the other books that he wrote. And I can't, none else are coming to mind. But, you know... It's just, his books were to teach you about all these, like, lessons that you never even thought about when you were a child. And, you know, just, and it was, the lesson is always have the bigger, better nuke or what? Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it, it, it talked about how, how silly it was. Like, the kid didn't understand. He was like, I don't, I don't get it. Okay. He's like, I don't understand, Grandpa. He's like, why? They, just because they eat their bread, the butter side down? That seems yep. silly. Like it was yeah. literally, they were going, they were mutually insured self-destruction over one person eating with the butter side up and the other eating with the butter side down. That was the reason they hated each other. Well, there's dumber reasons right now out in the world that people hate. Exactly. So, you know, whatever works. I mean, yeah. So it was about butter. So the better, better battle. So if anyone wants to read that book, I highly recommend it. It's a good book. Um, it's a quick read. <laughs> All right, so the project was shut down, la la la, um, the Cold War arms race, if Russia has it, we have to have it too, um, we didn't even know if, if Russia had a project for this, but there was a video that was circling about Nina, I'm going to mispronounce her last name because it's Russian, Kulgina, Kul, Kulagina who claimed to have psychic powers, particularly in psychokinesis. There was a video of her where apparently she slowed the mouse, uh, the beating heart of a mouse on television. And because the U.S. saw that, they're like, well, we've got to get this. Because if she could slow the beating heart of a mouse, she could slow the beating heart of a man. Okay. And they could create an entire army of people to do this. Because... Mice and men are very close to each other in uh, I mean, there's a the book way that of they're mice built. And men. There's a book yes. of yes, I love so. that book. I remember that book. Love that book. Okay. That movie is the reason why I have such a big crush on Gary Sinise. That's weird. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, 
Academic research of her phenomenon was conducted in the USSR for at least 20 years of her life. Granted, she was suspected of utilizing hidden, hidden magnets and threads to perform a lot of her feats. Nonetheless, silent films were made showing her moving objects on a table in front of her without touching them. These films were made under controlled conditions for Soviet authorities authorities and they caused quite a stir for many around the world some of whom believed that that this was clear proof of the existence of psychic phenomenon and now so, i know who came up for stranger things and why so because <laughs> of that we had to start doing our searches and so one of the terms that came out of um the researching from psychic phenomena was something called eight martinis results and so there were times when they were doing all of these experiments and stuff like that that there were days that they had what was called an eight martini result so during the i mean it went on for 20 23 years they had to have results or it wouldn't have lasted this long so, so did she get a martini with positive results or so now this is so we're leaving we're leaving this woman behind and now we're rolling into the u.s and so so at some point in time the u.s has agents under this one of the umbrellas of one of these many projects i have no idea what name because Honestly, there were so many different names and different timelines that it was really hard for me to pin anything down because, honestly, I got lost. <laughs> it was a very a, dark rabbit hole. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot of branches and twigs and <laughs> acorns and everything everywhere that it was really hard for me. Like, I ended up looking at actual declassified government documents and I was just like, I don't understand all this. I'm not smart enough. <laughs> it's like... I was like, I can't, I was like, I've never actually looked at actual declassified government documents. Like, I've never done that before in my life. Yeah. I, I felt and nobody talks like they did back then. Right. Either, and I mean, so. it was kind of cool looking at declassified documents. I mean, there were still parts that were like redacted and stuff, but it was still kind of uh -huh. cool. Like, I I felt a little espionage super spy. <laughs> You're like, I'm super not going to lie. I was like, I'm Rin like, where? Super spy. I'm like, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> like, I love was, Carmen Sandiego. It was, it was a little bit of that moment. But. <laughs> So when they did experiments with the people that they had in one of their projects or whatever, if they had results that actually came back positive and like blew their mind or whatever, they would call it an eight martini results. So okay. this is what the definition of eight martini result is. This is a term in the intelligence community, um, an in-house term for remote viewing um, data so good that it cracks everyone's realities so they have to go out and drink eight martinis <gasps> to recover ah uh, okay Inigo Swan he's one of the one of the people who's involved with um many of the different types of projects and programs his name's Inigo Inigo Swan not Montoya not, not Montoya no you know he's I had not to go there, there to kill somebody <laughs> because his you father killed was my killed. father prepare to die for, he's not <laughs> looking for a six-fingered man damn it okay and he is not going to become the dread private rob <coughs> hurts dread private roberts roberts my bad i thought it was dread private rob but it was roberts it's, you're right my bad yes okay i'll forgive you this time but i can't so, let it happen again obviously to have a program <laughs> with some psychics you need to find the first psychic so 
One of the first fight psychics to be tasked tapped for the SRI project um, was a man named Yuri Geller. He's not even from the United States. So we stole a Russian to see if he has no, psychic ability. No, we stole somebody from Mossad. Mossad. Yeah. Okay. From, from Israel. Okay. Because back during the Cold War, they didn't hate us yet. I thought Israel was our allies. Yeah, during the... Iraq well, is the enemies. That, well, I mean, nobody's... I mean, they don't, they're not all our enemy. But, I mean, back then, you know... Mossad, Israel, Middle East. Middle East didn't hate us completely yet. Yeah. Eh, Parts of them weren't fond of us, but now the whole area just wants to tell us to fuck off. Right? Yeah. But I digress. Okay, so Yuri, uh, one of the first psychics to be tapped for the SRI um, was Yuri Geller. Yuri was born December 20th, 1946 in Tel Aviv. At a time, it was part of the British mandate of Palestine, now Israel. His mother um, and father were Austrian Jewish and Hungarian Jewish, respectively. Yuri claims that he is a distant relative of Sigmund Freud on his mother's side. This is, of course, unconfirmed. He just says he is. Ah. Um, when he was 11, his family moved to, I'm going to mispronounce this, uh, Nicosia or Nisosia, Nicosia, Nicosia, Cyprus. I'm sorry. <coughs> I'm terrible with, I'm just geography. I suck. Anyways, I'm going to spell it so that anybody who maybe does know how to pronounce it can tell me, hey, Ren, you're a dumbass. Um, N-I-C-O-S-I-A, Cyprus. Okay. It's somewhere in, in the Middle East, I'm assuming. Again, I'm sorry. I suck at um, geography, too. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought Croatia it. was closer to Russia, and apparently mm. it's actually closer to the Middle East. Hmm. I don't know how to spell Croatia, if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, why not? <coughs> CR- I know it's not spelled how it sounds. CR- Isn't it spelled like Croatia? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, no, Croatia is spelled with a C. Croatoa was spelled with a K. Aren't we like, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, no. we I'm... were educated in Eastern Oregon, okay? You're you're lucky that we even Amounted have teeth in our head. <laughs> anyway, True. moving on. Okay. okay. Um, Cyprus. Age, so he went to school and he learned English. Congratulations. Anybody who's bilingual, I'm amazed by. Like, phenomenal. Like, that's just a step above everything. Like, I am blown away by people who are bilingual. At the age of 18, he joined paratrooper, a paratroopers brigade with which he served in the 1967 Six-Day War. He was wounded in action, um, unfortunately, from 1968 to 1969. He was a photo model, and during this time, he started to perform for small groups at a nightclub as an entertainer. Not, <laughs> not a Sorry. entertainer, but <laughs> as a pick-a-card entertainer. Uh. Yuri became famous on TV, showing off what he called psychokinesis, um, dowsing, and telepathy. His performance included sp- spoon bending, describing hidden drawings, and making watches stop or run faster. So I don't know if you've ever heard of something called the Geller effect, which is known as bending a spoon. That is yes. because of Yuri Geller. Oh. Yes. Okay. But it was later found out that his spoon bending was fake. Of course. 
he yeah. he wasn't he wasn't he didn't have real telekinesis. I bet he probably was just a really good illusionist. Probably, you know, like David Blaine of his time or some shit. Possibly, Yuri was taken to Stanford Research Institute in California from August fourth to August eleventh of nineteen seventy three, and in a series of experiments, was asked to try and copy pictures being drawn at random by CIA agents in another room about half a mile away. The CIA was confident there was no sensory leakage um, between the two rooms. Um, So basically the sensory linkage would mean that like they, that there was no way that he could like try to figure out what it was. It was very, you know, there was a double blind, you know, so it was very clinical, no like leading questions could be asked or anything like that. Okay. The scientist would open up a dictionary and pick a word at random. The first word chosen was fuse, like a fuse. Okay. Um, and the image drawn was a firecracker. Yuri was told the target picture was drawn, which told him to view it in his mind. He almost immediate, his almost immediate response was that he saw a cylinder with noise coming out of it. He then drew an image that looked similar to a firecracker. Interesting. So if you do um, a search, you can come to the the classified documents and you can actually see what he drew versus what they drew. And they are eerily similar. Okay. The images. Um, There was another one of like two kites. Like he drew almost what looked like a kite and they drew what looked like a kite. Okay. Um, uh, Then there was another one. Um, The second word was bunch. And the drawing was 24 grapes. Yuri saw and said that what he saw was uh, drops of water coming out of the picture. He talked about purple circles. Finally, he said he was quite sure and his his drawing um, was matching 24 grapes. And the other drawing was a bunch of exactly 24 grapes. Impressive. Um, So let's see. The experiments went on for two weeks. One time the image was a devil with a trident. Yuri drew images, including the trident, the Ten Commandments, an apple with a worm in it. So um, because he's Jewish, he doesn't have the same mental interpretation of the devil because the picture that they drew was a man holding the trident. And uh-huh. Yuri drew a man and a trident, but he didn't hold have him holding the trident because he did not interpret the devil the same way. Yeah. So, um, what they thought was he did not draw the man holding the trident from this. It seems clear that Yuri does not just copy the lines from the target, but he tries to process the image before drawing it. Through all of these tests, he was able to completely convince the CIA of his paranormal perceptual ability in convincing in an ambiguous manner. And that was a quote. Like, they truly believed that he did have the ability to remote view these images to view them i could see why and they didn't have any other there's no other way he could have like cheated on it there was um i think it was there were out of 10 drawings he was correct on eight of them one of them he or two of them i think he said that he could one of them he couldn't view and there was 
I don't remember the reason why. And then there was another one that he couldn't view. And he said the reason why he couldn't view it was because the agent who drew it was someone that he didn't get along with. Okay. Like there was a, like that was the reason he couldn't view it. And he knew who the agent was that drew it. Like he said, that agent drew it. I cannot view it because it was him who drew it. Huh. And he was correct. He was correct that it was that agent who drew it. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's really interesting as well. So that's Yuri and his, his stuff. So now enter the next man who, as we say, uh, or as it's been quoted for him. So I read a paper that um, some of the, the heads of the program wrote on this remote viewer. Next, we have a former police officer, Pat Price, known as a psychic treasure. Okay. So this guy is a treasure. So he's, he's that good. So I want, I want to know what makes him a treasure. All right. So he sort of came to the SRI on his own instead of them finding him. He had been following the work of Dr. Putoff and Dr. Targ, who Dr. Targ and Dr. Putoff are the ones who wrote the paper on um, Pat Price. Um, he kind of, he, he actually, he reached out to the SRI and the CIA and said, Hey guys, I have psychic ability and I, I think I should help you guys out. I don't, I don't know how you do that. Like, I don't know either. Like, especially since I'm I'm sure this is like super secret stuff because we're trying to beat Russia out of it. So how do you even know about this situation? He's a psychic. Oh, okay. Yeah. My bad. Carry on. How do you have the number? Like, do you dial op- operator? Operator, I'd like to talk to the CIA, please. Could you give me the bat phone? <laughs> or you just walk into Langley and go, I'm a psychic, and I already know that you're going to call your, your boss. So right. So get him on the phone. All right. What? So, okay. So in, <coughs> in June of 1973, while working with Yuri on a remote viewing project, Pat reaches out to Hal Putoff saying that he has been doing the same kind of psychic thing for years, catching crooks while he was a police commissioner in Burbank, California. He would sit with the dispatch when he heard a crime reported. He would psychically scan the city and send a car to the spot where he had seen a frightened man hiding. Okay. He would literally do this shit already. Okay. As a police commissioner, he did this. Like, he just I don't know of any police commissioners that would do that. But could you imagine, like, okay, back when you were working dispatch, you're sitting there, and the police commissioner is just like, hey, Tammy, I'm going to sit with you for a bit and listen to your calls. Uh, no. Would you be like, the fuck? Seven years as a dispatcher, not once did I have any police commissioners or anybody come walking through my door and go, can we sit and listen to, to the calls with you? No, 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 no. They did it over coffee with, with my lieutenant. <laughs> like somewhere outside of dispatch. <laughs> right. He would just sit with the dispatcher, be like, hey, I'm going to hang out. Yeah. No. All right. Commissioners I mean, don't do that. Well, this one did. <laughs> so. Right. Uh, and apparently he had a pretty good success rate of finding the frightened man. Okay. All right. So. Um, so they decided, okay, let's, let's test him out. So one of the things they did is they, uh, they gave him some coordinates of a location and they asked him to review, to remote view these coordinates. And he, he's like, he gave them, 
he's like, I see, you know, a round driveway with flagpole and, you know, and he described this location and he told them about what it was and they wrote down all of this stuff and then they submitted it to their higher ups. Well, apparently he gave such great detail, like to the color of the file cabinets that it ended up flagging higher ups in another <laughs> division that they ended up getting reported because they thought that somebody had broken in to a secret base. Okay. Because he had information that only could have been known if somebody had been inside the base themselves or if somebody was privy to that information. Huh. And they're like, oh. They're like, well, no, we just, just came from Pat. That's a really good way to get yourself locked into a hole. Right. With the key thrown away. Like, so they had just... to explain. They're like, so we have this police, this po- this ex-police commissioner who we asked to view these coordinates while on the phone with us. And, uh... Funny yeah. story, boss. Sorry. No shit. Uh, there I was. Apparently he can see it. So after, you know, after some time, they were cleared of any wrongdoings because, you know, he hadn't actually been in there. And... And uh, everything was cleared and it was fine. Um, so they brought, they obviously brought him on. Mm-hmm. And so with Yuri and him, uh, they decided to start, you know, running some experiments. Testing this bad stuff out. So one of the early experiments um, was a box of 60 file cards listing target locations. Just an address or coordinates. Pat would remain in a shielded room. Um, and Pat would then draw the location and other agents would travel to the location. Once Pat was done, um, the away group would then return and everyone would go over the image to see which parts of the mental picture would match with the target. Um, one of the formal studies when Pat was in an electronically <clears throat> shielded Faraday cage, Price was informed. For reals. The, yeah. I mean, they kept okay. it, like, they were, they were doing everything they could to prevent any sort of like contamination hanky panky from happening um uh the travelers had gotten the location he started he saw a round pool about 100 feet in diameters the feet was actually the pool was actually 110 feet so he was off by 10 feet um he also saw a rectangular pool about 60 by 80 feet it was actually 75 by 100 feet so he was off just a little (laughs) bit again uh next he spoke of a, a concrete block house he was correct again um, he also, he thought that it was a water purification plant, which he was correct. But then he started to kind of elaborate on the building. He drew some water tanks that were not there apparently. But then, um, along, so when they came back, they were like, no, those water tanks aren't there. Um, and so, you know, he was, he was mostly right, but he was then wrong. So apparently a long time, like many years down the road, um, the one guy whose name I'm forgetting his friggin' name now. The guy who was writing the paper, dang it, Hal, um, ha- was looking at an annual report that came in from the city of Palo Alto celebrating the, the centennial. On page 22, it had an <coughs> image of 1913, the new municipal waterworks, showing the two water towers that were there 50 years ago. Ah. And that's something that a lot of uh, people don't fully understand about psychic connections is they don't always get the 
current picture crystal clear. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't wrong. He was just on the wrong timeline. Yeah. Or he was getting different timelines. Yeah. So that's not abnormal. Yeah. So they actually, the CIA action actually brought him out to be like an active field agent. Um, But he was only a field agent for a very short period of time because mysteriously he was there for a very short period of time. And then he mysteriously died. Mm -hmm. Apparently he saw something he didn't, he wasn't supposed to know about. Yes. He died under unknown circumstances um, in 1975 years, um, two years after his death, uh, Admiral Stanfield Turner Uh, the then director of the CIA told reporters about an encounter with a man who sounded suspiciously like Price or Pat Pat Price. Yeah. So is he dead or is he not dead? Who knows? I mean, he's probably dead, but. um, Nah, he's alive. They just continued to use him. Yeah. Also, um, when he did die, somebody showed up at the location for his autopsy and said not to perform an autopsy and they didn't. That's the CIA. Nobody's surprised that the CIA lied about something. And so no autopsy was performed when he died. And so the reason why he was, he, he died was just said a heart attack. Yep. That was it. So his, his very mysterious, uh, about his, his death. And so that's, that, that's Pat. Um, let's see. One of the other notable uses of Pat's gifts, uh, was when he tried to locate, locate kidnapping victim, Patty Hearst. Um, Pat was taken to a police station. <laughs> he was taken... uh, she's the worst. Um, Pat was taken to a police station and given uh, a stack of mug shots. Pat picked out three people and from one of them came the word Lobo, which is masculine for wolf. Also that he had a tooth. Also that person had had a tooth removed without numbing. It turned out that the person's name was William Wolf and that he did in fact have a tooth pulled without numbing. It was later discovered that the other two were involved in the kidnapping as well. Um, he was never able to actually locate where Patty was. He was only able to see her like in a closet. He was never able to like expand upon it, but he was able to identify three of the kidnappers and the one guy, William Wolf, like just huh. from looking at the images. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive right there. He probably couldn't find her because he, she wasn't really kidnapped. No. Well, I mean, she was at first, but then she, you know, stuck yeah. that bad boy up. Um, where's my drink? I'm getting a little bit thirsty because we got a few more pages to go. Mm. <laughs> chug, chug, chug. <sighs> All right. So now we're going to turn back to Yuri. So they still have Yuri and he's still, you know, useful. But (laughs) good old Yuri. Good old Yuri. (laughs) Yeah. Good old Yuri. Yuri, not so good. In 1975, Yuri was uh, was suspected of becoming a Mossad uh, psychic foreign agent. Uh, The CIA is under a microscope at this time because Watergate uh, was over, but it was not forgotten (laughs) because it had... Uh, it just happened in June of 1972, so that wasn't that long ago. So people are still, like, looking at the CIA going, what are you doing? What are you doing? What, are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean you have a guy named Yuri who makes weird things happen? Right. Uh, right? What do you mean you have a psychic? Hmm? What's he looking at? Uh, so... Not that long ago, at this time, the funding for SRI is pulled, but not before the good old army. 
Ah, army. <laughs> it's not bad enough that the CIA is involved. Let's go ahead and throw the army in there, too. So the army swoops in with an offer that they will pay for the project if they can figure out how psychic powers can be turned into weapons. Of course. Because what else would the army want to do but to try to figure out how to make a bunch of X-Men? That's seriously like going down to Louisiana and grabbing somebody's Cajun spices and then throwing a couple of ghost peppers in it and telling people it tastes like lemon and having them eat it. Right. It's a bad idea. Right. Or that's like trying to eat one of those, like, one chip only and saying, I can do that. And then suddenly you wake up and there's paramedics above you because you lost consciousness. Or, you just, <laughs> or, or like my husband, you ate the, <coughs> the one chip challenge and you were sick for two days. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you, you threw up and then you had explosive diarrhea. Love you, honey. <laughs> Mark's gonna be like edit that out <laughs> yeah, he's, he's gonna be like girl from Ipanema <laughs> no he really did eat that and like he was like that's not okay yeah like have no, you I, seen anybody eating that yeah shit? yeah yeah oh I was actually God, watching a, a video okay. it was like they thought it was a good idea and they pan and there's paramedics and the one chip challenge box is still sitting next to him and this dude is on freaking conscious it's like yeah. holy crap i watched one on tiktok just today like the caption said that didn't turn out how it was expected and this guy's like man i make i make my own salsa i can handle anything and he uh -huh. like puts it in his mouth and he's like oh, 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 tastes like garbage but i'm chewing 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 and like he like downs the entire like, oh my god 24 ounces of milk <laughs> and he start and he him and his son are crying like their eyes are just going and he's just he looks like he's about to throw up yep. and i'm just like you are so stupid you've got to 48 hours of happiness buddy enjoy that milk. You, and you <laughs> ate that whole thing you are wow. dumb you are so dumb dumb yeah. dumb 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 like Anybody, like, I don't know, anybody who can do it, you're amazing, but, like, dumb. Cast iron <laughs> stomach is what you have. Oof, yeah. No. I think <clears throat> I think my friend Alex and her boyfriend were able to eat them. Like, I think they cried, and, like, they had some major indigestion, but I think they were able to, like, survive. But Your friend Alex is sent from the pits of hell, then. <laughs> I don't know you, Alex, I'm really sorry, but seriously, you have got the devil in your belly if you just cried after doing the one chip challenge. Like, that's I mean, hardcore. She might have <laughs> suffered some, but, like, I, I think, like, she, she survived Oy. better than my Oy. husband did, who was out for the count for two days. No. Who can eat, like, ghost peppers and stuff. No. And, like, uh, who can eat, like, yeah, I know, it's so bad. No, mild salsa, I can't even do mild salsa. I mean, I can if do it, mild it's salsa. Too spicy. I, I can do, like, pico de gallo. Yeah, I like pico de gallo. I, I love pico de gallo. Oh, my gosh. It's so but, good. like, if you like, go any tomatoes? higher than that, I'm, I'm the hell out. Mm -mm. Oh, yeah. No. No, thank nope. you. Mm -mm. Yeah, I'm done. Like, it's like, I love Mexican food, just not spicy Mexican food. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I like tomatoes. Yeah. Tomatoes like is spicy. I want to be able to continue to taste my food and enjoy right. my food and stuff like that. No. I do not need to taste my food with my asshole. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
I do not need my stuff to be so cherry red that I think that I'm hemorrhaging, okay? Just, no. Okay. No, not at all. Back, back to the Stargate project. We really went left off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're like, oh, we took a left turn at Albuquerque without using the blinker is what we did. <laughs> we broke the blinker. We need blinker fluid. <laughs> oh my god, have you seen that video? Yeah. We in, she's like, I got blinker fluid. <laughs> I told Darian before, before he gets his license, he's going to need to learn how to change the blinker fluid in the car. Oh god. Yeah. He's like, uh... Tammy dad already told me that there's no blinker fluid. I was like, damn it, Matt, you ruined that one. You need to buy him a bottle of blinker fluid. (laughs) I know, right? Be like, your dad lied to you, dude. (laughs) He lied. Go figure it out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. So. Back to Project Stargate. So. Uh, because the army wanted to figure out how to turn psychic powers into weapons because army got an army. Yes. Um, and let's see. In October of 1978, the program is changed to one of its many names, and this time it's Grill Flame. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, army Grill Flame. That sounds flame, like did you-, <laughs> you should be going outside and ste- taking some steaks out because the flame on the grill is just high right. enough. Why do I always associate everything with food? Oh, because I'm a fat kid. That's why. Carry on. <laughs> right. No, it's just because grilling food sounds good. Yeah, it does. Uh, the point of this round is to find soldiers who may have some psychic-sensitive psychic abilities, uh, then to train them to use uh, those abilities uh, on the battlefield. I'm thinking kind of like a Jean Grey Professor X in camo. Really, and all I'm seeing is Sheldon trying to meld mind some mind meld somebody during the Big Bang Theory. He's just like, oh no, or maybe <laughs> kind of like a maybe like a Deanna Troy type situation from Star Trek. It's like, well, they're not lying to you, Captain. <laughs> so, not fully, anyway. Also, I would like to point out that this is the point in my note taking that I decided to change over to a pen that <laughs> writes in multicolors. So oh, that's please nice. notice that it's all colorful. Um, so yes, these are handwritten notes, by the way. <laughs> like I hand I hand wrote these mofos, and I'll tell you what, my hand got a little crampy. Oh my god, we forgot to introduce ourselves. Maybe Mark can put in the little thing from SpongeBob SquarePants that says five hours later." Five hours later. By the way, I'm Rin, and I'm Tammy. And this is halfway, or this is well over halfway through our, uh, I love a good rabbit hole. Love a good rabbit hole. How bad? We failed miserably this time. Okay. We were just so excited about our almost 100 downloads. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. I apologize. That's okay. That was a good little break. I cleared my throat. You got a drink. The intermission is over. Carry on. (laughs) So, of course, this isn't going to be easy uh, to find uh, soldiers who have psychic abilities because they don't even know how psychic abilities work, let alone how to teach them or if they are even something that can be taught. They go through thousands of candidates and narrow it down to six. They have a three-year plan to train the recruits, but as life is not even... Uh, as, but as in life, not even with psychics, do you ever see everything that is going to happen? Literally months after the training has started on November 4th of 1979, uh, the Iran hostage crisis happens. 
And what do they think is And it? they didn't see it coming. <laughs> and what is the, and what does the government think to do? Send in the psychics. Like literally at one point in time they were somebody said, Well, why don't we send in the psychics? That literally crossed somebody's mouth. I'm like, those words actually fell out of somebody's head. Yeah. That's amazing. In our government. In our government, yeah. Yep. Good times. Uh, the information they give is just as good, if not better, than the intel that is gathered from normal sources. So at that point, nothing is, um, and basically, so at that point, nothing is improved is improving. So like the army, they push the psychics harder, um, and this is when they when the psychics see something terrible. Um, they see a helicopter crash, people dying. Um, one of them apparently sees a gorilla, a, a gorilla, a gorilla carrying a missile or something like that. Okay, um, like a gorilla fighter or an no, actual gorilla? Like a, an actual, well, they see a gorilla, like an actual gorilla, but it could be like a metaphor. Um, but okay. basically, it's just a clusterfuck that sends um, one of the reviewers into an almost psychotic breakdown. At this point, the army assumes that the pressure on the team is just too great and calls off the task force. Um, earlier, either it's that night or the next day, there was a failed rescue mission. And when it showed up on the yeah. news, the footage looked a lot like what the psychics had described earlier. So they had actually seen it, but they had seen into the future. Uh-huh. That's generally what psychics can do, depending on their abilities. But they didn't but know. But either that or... They were a true American and knew that America was going to fuck it up somehow. Well, of course. I mean, that's what America does. I'm going to move my mic yes. so it's going to sound all wobbly wobbly. Blurp. Sorry. No uh, worries. Well, I feel bad for our listeners. Sorry for messing with my mic, guys. Um, um, boop, boop. Oh, yeah. We actually have listeners now. I guess we I should have... pay attention to that, huh? We should, <laughs> we, should, we should be conscious to our listeners i should stop i should be saying, conscious of the listeners <laughs> i should stop saying um so much i wonder if mark can edit out all my ums yeah no <laughs> um, but you know we're not here to edit ourselves either so well but edit my ums <laughs> if you're gonna listen to us you're gonna listen to the ums you're gonna listen to the hacking coughs you're gonna listen to the belches and you're gonna listen to the garage door going up and down and that's all i have but hopefully not humphrey barking at my neighbors because that's really obnoxious because he howls like a beagle <laughs> well he is a beagle so, so you know. at this point two of the viewers end up quitting the program uh nonetheless the re rest of the group does keep going the two viewers that left it was just too much for them uh the team does go on uh missions and they do really well but after two or three days the intel that they give it slows down and it becomes spotty so basically they're on missions and they're giving data and everything but after two days of giving information their their data just kind of kind of dies down they got tapped out right i mean that's got to be really taxing and exhausting uh, yeah so what is uh what is what's the solution what do you think the army wants to do get more psychics okay and then they they ask can you even do this um one thing is that if you ask kit green who was one of the original sri people he says um he's the guy who ran the sri study originally he would say no there's no way you can train this like teaching someone uh to be a sharpshooter either you have the gift or you don't mm -hmm. uh but the army don't care what kit says and now we have general albert steuben stubble oh, excuse me albert stubblebine 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 okay yeah isn't he good 
His idea was to send the hopefuls to some new age hippie retreat. Um, ah, the 70s. <laughs> yep, located in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Uh, this place is called the Monroe Institute. And I shit you not, this is a real live location. This is not some government created place. Uh, this place is still in operation today. On their uh, site, the MonroeInstitute.org, this is their about page. And let me read you their about page. Okay, tell I, me their I about page. I have it pulled up. The Monroe Institute is the world leader in human consciousness exploration, founded in the early 1970s as an educational and research organization by Robert A. Monroe. Our experimental programs are often on our main campus in Farber, Virginia, USA, as well as 12 additional countries and online using specifically designed by oral beat audio guided technology originally developed by Bob Monroe, you will learn valuable tools to explore, navigate, and use non-physical aspects of your own higher consciousness. Join the tens of thousands of people who have attended our retreats and awaken your consciousness to discover a new, more compassionate perspective about yourself and others, what and who you are and why you are here. So I'm it's a cult. No. It's to unwaken your higher consciousness and to find out why you are here. But the army sent them there to turn them into psychic soldiers. Okay. Okay. Wow. So this is what happened to the people while they were there. Let me just say, I'm so happy that you found your way back out of this rabbit hole and are still with us. No shit. (laughs) Because let's just say I've got a little bit more to go. For one week, the trainee spent a better part of their time uh, moving from level one to 21. So they're there for a whole week to do this um, in what is known as the RAPT program. R-A-P-T, which stands for Rapid Acquisition Personnel Training. This acronym doesn't mean shit. It doesn't sound like it does. Um, But the government loves a good acronym, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Uh, This one seems a little stupid, but you know science. (sighs) Let's see. The program is only a week long. Um, I guess it makes sense because it's rapid. And it is acquisitioning. Acquiescing. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I am disinclined to acquiesce your request. (laughs) Means no. Um, Let's see. During this week, the wraps are in a tiny room uh, (laughs) slipping into their subconscious after the week is up they all meet in a room and hold hands when and then there's music that plays when all of a sudden the music changes to a voice asking some very direct questions such as is the next uh when is the next terrorist attack on u.s soil when will there be an attack on the white house where will the next attack take place like, the questions are straight up, what the fuck? Like, they go from, like, <laughs> some soothing oceans and, you know, blue whales to, when are we going to die? Okay. The and- frick? Um, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you can uh, only believe everyone was stunned and confused. Per Kit Green, he stated that the men that no one should go through the RAPT program, as this program would cause them to go into an altered state, not a psychic state. But, you know, the army got an army. Again. Again. And not listen to science. 
logically, two months after the first wrapped session, something went wrong. Very, Ooh, very... who's surprised? Who's surprised? Not me. <laughs> uh, let's see. So here's what went wrong. Um, and one of the off- so one of the officers had a psychotic breakdown, taking off his shirt. He said he would kill the director using a ballpoint pen, and he stated that she was in his enemy. Okay. Yep. Sounds like they broke it. Granted, at this point, um, the aftermath was very swift, and Stubblebine was forced to it was forced into an early retirement. They were like, "That's a bad idea. You didn't do a very good job." Uh, yet the program as a whole didn't go away. Uh, they stopped trying to make, but they did stop trying to make psychics by using the rap program. The new program now. So keep in mind, we're we're, we're still going with psychics. Like they haven't stopped. They're like, we're, we're still gonna. We still want psychics. We know they're out there. We want them. Okay. They're not giving up. Um, so the new program is now supervised by a rather unique man who is named Ed Danes. Uh, he ha- he has some of he is the same that has shown to have the I really Much should with feeling. I should not have written in multicolored pencil. <laughs> Danes has uh, some that have shown to have the gift. At the same time, Ed has a team focused on things that are slightly off brand from what the um, the government had before like the terrorist attacks and all of that stuff like instead of looking for terrorist attacks and you know foreign governments and things like that he decides to have the psychics look for the lost city of atlantis who killed jfk and is their life really on mars um not found yet our own government and possibly right so at this point, the program limps along, limps along for another five years, but it does so quietly. Nobody really notices them. They're still being funded and everything just goes along. It doesn't have any issues. Nobody's going to know. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but government's got a government. And somehow word is leaked that in 1991, now keep in mind, we're up to 91 now. So all through the okay. 80s, it did a bunch of dumb shit. And nobody was paying attention to it because the 80s. Because the 80s. Because we were blinded by neon. Oh, God, I love the 80s. I know, so beautiful. Um, Ed and two of the reviewers are contracting their services out to a private company. Keep in mind, this is a classified program. First of all, they don't even have permission to do what they're doing. This is information that is leaked and becomes an international news story. Oh, Lord. Um... And then the U.S. Uh, loans psych- uh, so U.S. loans psychics to hedge fund. <laughs> like, oh, right, Lord. idiot! Was that actually a headline? No, no. But I mean, could you imagine oh. U.S. loans psychics to hedge fund? News at eleven. I, um, I wouldn't put it past them because you know, uh, government's got a government. So, as you said, <laughs> and then apparently in 1993 they are going to write a book again, classified. Wait, the private contractor was going to write a book? No, the the, the reviewers and Ed Danes oh. are going to write a book oh. about the classified shit they're doing. When did they start dying? Huh? I said, when did they start dying? They weren't dying. But oh, the sh- government didn't take them out? Oh, um, no. Oh. No. I'm surprised. So this is, um, this is the time when the program becomes Project Stargate. Okay. 
23 years worth of names and it's remembered for the final one it had for maybe two years. Ed, <laughs> but at this point, also, Ed is court-martialed. Ah, there it is. Okay. Yeah. He's court-martialed, but he tries to claim insanity due to some uh, line about what happened during the program. No one believed him and they threw the book at him. <laughs> the book he tried to write. Of course write. they did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The book he tried to write. Yeah. Um, so, basically, uh, they threw him in Leavenworth and forgot about the key. In the end, though, um, a team was put together to review the 23 years uh, worth of research in two months um, to determine whether it was worth keeping the program or not. And um, in an effort to try and save time, they chose to review 10 experiments and only and out of the tens of thousands, tens of thousands of experiments that they did, you know, with Pat Price and Yuri and all of them, they chose to do 10 from the last year. Yeah, of course. Why? Because then they could hide what they did the other 22 years. Oh, of course. Why not? Um, now, despite this terrible date pool, the people reviewing still come to some rather astonishing um, <sighs> conclusions. Sorry. There it is. <laughs> rather astonishing <Wait> for <laughs> sorry i'm i'm hitting i'm hitting the brain now astonishing conclusions stated so here's a quote real effects are occurring in these experiments end quote so they did admit yes there are that, real that was it yeah real effects <laughs> like they they admitted that there was actually something to what was happening like there was legitimacy in what was happening um, it sounded like for most of it, there was a lot of legitimacy. Yeah. Uh, there was no uh, issue with the methodology. Nothing seemed blatantly fraudulent. And statistically speaking, the results couldn't have been, um, couldn't have been just luck or fortune. Members of the team did not agree with the cause, um, which, which was psychic powers. So the people who were reviewing it, they while the results they couldn't deny mm -hmm. they did not agree on what was the cause yeah and because they could not answer what was causing it and they couldn't there was one person who couldn't wrap his brain around it like he could not wrap his little microscopic fucking brain around it he kiboshed it <laughs> like literally so because one person couldn't yeah. open their mind to something else. They're like, nope, it's fake. Right. Basically, they couldn't understand replicate it, so shut it down. The report was released to the public, and as you can imagine, it was a laugh. Um, maybe psychic is, a, um, but then there is the whole idea that, um, so, yeah, I mean, basically, uh, it was released and people laughed a whole bunch, and they were like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. The U.S. government was using psychic ability. Ha, ha, ha. But then there was also talk about that maybe psychic ability is actually tied to quantum physics, um, kind of like something there was more talk about, like how it could be tied to like how birds are able to use um, magnetic lines for migration and that maybe that there are people who have sensitivity to those magnetic abilities because there were some experiments that they did with Yuri where things were shielded by magnetics that he wasn't able to view. Um, and that maybe that's something that ties to it. But yeah, there was the, the guy who was like, he's like, I just can't because we can't replicate it and I can't accept the cause of psychic phenomena 
then it must be fake. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's He's not probably that it's also not, one it's, of those. It's fake. It's just I can't explain what caused it. Yes, there are results. Yes, something we have. We have. So it's like yes, we have the pie, but we don't know what the baker is. Okay, that still doesn't make any sense. Right. It it made no sense to him. It's like we have I, we have it. We have the results. We have the answers, but we have no idea. Like we have nothing to show for the work. We have, okay. you know, it's like the math problem. It's like, show your work. Well, we have nothing showing. We have no idea what caused this to happen. But then you just have to, like, go after, like, I think it, I want to say it's Albert Einstein. I'm going to fuck this quote up so bad. But, oh, no, wait, it was Sherlock Holmes. Anyway, it says that once you have eliminated all things possible, everything that's left is probable. Right. That, well, that did came come from Sherlock Holmes, but it's then that would be um, whoever wrote Sherlock Holmes, and I should know that answer right now, and I don't. Why do I not know that? It's right there on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, sure, that's, that's Conan not, Doyle. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, like, I'm sorry, like, I've literally read so much today that my brain is a bit tapioca. But that's okay. so there you have basically. The Stargate Project, Hellgate Project, Grill Flame, Tippy Two Canoe, Gondola Wish, whatever they all were, all the different names of this <laughs> government, where the time where the US government literally used psychic ability, psychic phenomena to try and do stuff. Like, I mean, if the government had it, I don't know. I mean, I 100% believe that, it, that it's real. That people- I believe in psychics. I believe people do have abilities. I believe there are really, truly people that have it, but I don't believe that they're the people that... The people who have it don't sell it. No. Not at all. I concur. The people who have it don't flash it around, don't don't brag about it. They are humble about it. Like, they they don't sell it. They, I mean, because for some of them, it's not, it's hard on them. Like it's yeah. it's taxing. The, it is the people who really have that gift. It's it's work. It's not it's not easy. It's a it, it it's it's a gift with consequence. Yes, it's not an easy gift, and I can't imagine that they want to go flashing it all over the place. Yeah, you know. And I and I hope to God, um, whatever your God may be, um, that they use that gift to better mankind, and yeah. that. The U.S. government or any government never gets a hold of them because I don't believe that another man using somebody's mental gift in that way is using it for the benefit of anybody else. Yep, it will be used for evil. There is no, there's no good. I don't think anybody it, with people it. like that. Yeah, no, definitely not. But. There's good that can come from their abilities, but the people who would use their abilities would not use it for good. No. They would lie and say that they're going to use it for good, but they're not going to. I mean, I think that the people who were doing, like, the Project Stargate, Project whatever, like, maybe they thought that they were, you know, probably doing it for the greater good. You know, protecting America and things like that. But mm-hmm. I I don't believe that that they always have the best interest of everyone at heart they have they have the the best interest of the least amount of casualties at heart mm-hmm. and 
that is that is a risk versus reward that is what is that is uh that is you know that's that's not a i don't know that's not a that's obviously not a a a place i would ever want to a position i would ever want to be in i would never want to have to determine what is an acceptable loss of death. Uh, what's an acceptable yeah. amount of loss like how many lives are okay because to me none like no no life is okay to lose mm-hmm. so um but i mean well that's just me so um that's an interesting story i i find it I, I, again, I had absolutely no idea about it coming into this. I was like, I had no idea about anything, but that was. And, you know, no matter how many times I have heard the story about Project Stargate, I don't get tired of it. I think it is, it's fantastical because it's our government admitting that they were interested in it, which Mm -hmm. means that at some point they were testing it. And they had results. Legitimate, yeah. honest to God results. Like you can look up different, like if you Google Pat Price and Yuri Geller, you can see the drawings that they did of the remote viewings. And they were, they were real. Like Interesting. Pat Price did legitimate drawings of like places he did remote viewings. It's fantastic. Like, it blows my mind to think that this man drew what he saw in a Russian base. It's like, what? Right. Like, what? No. (laughs) Blew my mind. So, yeah, it's really cool. I think it's interesting. So, that is my story. I am happy to share it. Um, So, we are officially done with spooky season. We are rolling into the land of Waddle Waddle... Gobble, gobble, gobble. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I don't gobble, even. Gobble, gobble, gobble. We have recorded a lot of episodes. Not quite sure what number we're on. Hard to keep track. I yeah, don't know. We're just ripping and rolling through them, but that's Hell yeah, that's we are. been the best part. I've been enjoying it so much. I hope everybody else has been enjoying them right along with us. Um, mm-hmm. Our next one should be pretty good. Haunted Doll Island. Ooh. Super That's exciting. gonna be our next one. Yes. That... We're recording that next week. The Haunted Doll Island. If you've never heard of it, try looking it up. It's creepy as hell. It is creepy. I mean dolls are creepy or... in and of themselves. I will like when we record the next episode, I'm gonna show you this creepy doll that my daughter has that she named Buttons. Oh Lord. Scares Your kid me. has a creepy doll, no wonder she doesn't like to sleep in her bedroom. She scares the crap out of me. <laughs> Every time. Don't like it. keep it okay. in a toy box because it scares me. So, Add a girl. So to everyone, wherever you are. Everyone. Everyone, wherever you are, no matter what time zone you're in, may you have a wonderful morning, evening, or afternoon. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. Bye.